The Frequency Podcast with Nautica De La Cruz and Amy Lopez. Amy! Nautica, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I am good. I am ready for our podcast today. We have a lot to talk about. A lot. Um, but first, I want to give some love out. We have some new listeners. Did you know Who? that? Who we got? Okay, so you know, uh, of course, United States loves us tremendously. We have some listeners in Germany, Brazil, Mexico, and we have added Canada and the UK. Woo, woo. Welcome, welcome. Canadians are nice. They I don't, are. I don't know if... I mean, I'm sorry if you feel offended by our podcast, but this is reality over here in the USA. We have to pay for health care. <laughs> That's right. They do get free health care. Yeah, they do. Oh, they're so lucky. Mm-hmm. So, so lucky. Half of my paycheck goes to health care and vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we love our listeners and uh, we have a nice demographic, which is great. And, uh, you know, we have listeners from 23 years old to 44 years young. And a lot of males listen to us. Welcome, guys. Welcome. And a lot of females as well. But the percentage of of male is 52% and the females are 47%. I think they listen together. That's what I think. They either listen together or the males are starting to get their act together and are spying (laughs) to to see if they could understand us a little better, I hope. You are hilarious. I mean, I don't know. It's like moles, like welcomed moles. Exactly. Tell your friends, listen, have listening parties. I don't care. As long as you take away some information as to how to stop being i'll i'll leave it at that okay there you go you know normally we uh we 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 love laughter we love telling stories we love to tell you about our lives and um you know all jokes aside i I think it's important that sometimes we do take a take on serious matters serious conversations and it is domestic violence awareness month which was declared in 1989 and i think it's important to bring it up and also talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I've witnessed it um, after reading about it. I guess I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot that goes into domestic violence and it's not just what everybody thinks, which is the physical, you know, and I see a lot of tabloids that show domestic violence and it usually shows a woman with a black eye or trying to hide a black eye with behind sunglasses. and, And that's really not, always the case you know it's not just physical it can be economic it could be sexual it could be verbal mental you know it's just a clusterfuck of so many things um and red flags that we don't realize are there uh for whatever reason whether it be comfort whether it be what they call the blindness of love but yeah there is a lot more awareness i think coming into play i see a lot of post on social media that talk about, you know, it's not just physical, you know, if if someone is controlling you, like what time you get home, who you talk to, uh, checking your phone, you know, it's no, it's not cute, you know, watch for those red flags, because it's not them just trying to, you know, know what you're doing, which is what a lot of, you know, people say, oh, you know, he's so involved, you know, he wants to know where I am, you know, to keep me safe. It's like, is he? You know, how often is it happening? Are you sharing your location because of safety reasons? Or are you sharing your location because this person wants to keep tabs on every minute of your day? It's it's a lot to read on. And I think that we need to open up that dialogue, that conversation for, for people to share their stories and, you know, make that younger generation aware, which I think they're more aware I, <laughs> about I the so red too. flags than 
than even the early millennials or the cuspers or you know whatever because the it was sheltered it was sheltered for so much or Mm -hmm. covered up for so much for Mm -hmm. so long i think so too i i mean i have to agree with you what you said earlier normally when we think of domestic violence like the first thing honestly when i think of domestic violence the first thing that pops into my head Mm -hmm. is rihanna and chris brown that really shook the world because we would never have thought that chris brown would have done that to her face Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and you know i hate to bring it up as an example but the whole world saw that and everyone had a different opinion of him and of her um and finding out that this wasn't the first time that he had done that but i mean this happened on what grammy night or something Mm -hmm. and they looked so cute and wonderful at the table while they Mm -hmm. were at the event and then the next thing you know she's she's at someone's house and knocking on the door for help Mm -hmm. but i do believe that all of us including myself and i will say that i have been in that category of some sort of you know, physical or emotional or mental abuse, but it took a while to notice what that was. Yeah. You know, when you see a pattern in your home, your parents saying certain words or throwing stuff or just being very disrespectful or putting down, you know, you're like, ah, they're just fighting. Mm -hmm. But when you grow up, you finally realize, hey, this is a pattern that either my boyfriend or my partner is doing and I don't like it. Exactly. And and it takes a lot for a woman to step out of those shoes and realize what is going on in her relationship or in her household and also to figure out, hey, how am I going to get out of this and what am I going to do about it? Yeah. Because, you know, some relationships can be very scary. They are. They can be. And, you know, we've talked about those narcissistic traits where, you know, they're able to manipulate situations to bring the person back in and and tell them, you know, it's all in their head. And that's where the mental thing comes into play. And you're right, you know, growing up, you saw a certain type of relationship in your parents, right? So you always say that's never going to be me, right? But then that's what you were instilled with. You know, so even a silent treatment is a form of, you know, mental abuse. Wow. Because now you're trying to make the words up that you're thinking are in that person's head. It's like, what what are they thinking? Are they going to flip out? Are they angry? Are they planning my murder? You know, like, <laughs> do I sleep with one eye open? Right. Like, it's just, it's, you know, we chuckle about it, but it, it really can be, you know, totally draining for the person who's who's getting the silent treatment so i think it like you said it's it's hard to break away and break out of it but once you step out of it you're like whoa it wasn't just the one you know and then all the other check boxes start to get filled in and you're just like oh it was that too oh that too but you don't see it because maybe one of the things that i mentioned was just once right and it's i think that we need more information and we need people to be more open and i also want to talk about the fact that it's not just men everybody talks about men you know abusing women it could go the other way around too i've seen that you know it could a woman can have be abusive to her boyfriend or her husband um, by physical, right? They can whack them because they know that that guy will never hit them back, right? right? So that's a physical one. Economic, you have those gold diggers, Mm -hmm. right? I'm just with you because you're giving me whatever, lavish vacations or whatever. Sexual, 
a woman can put a man down. So that's a form of sexual abuse. You know, after, you know, being intimate, talking down to them, or it's like, oh, you you didn't do this, you didn't, you know, whatever. And that's also ties into verbal and mental. Mm-hmm. So it's not just um, men abusing women, but women abu- abusing men. It's, I mean, it often probably... I don't even know if it happens as often or if it's just talked about less. You know, that's funny that you say that because um, my mom and I were talking about that. And especially during COVID, I know there was the rise of domestic violence was very high. Also sexual abuse in young girls because why? They were home all day. They were getting agitated. They were getting aggravated. I don't know the numbers, but I did see that on the news. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with you on that. I, I have to tell you a quick story. One time I was with some friends and, and family and we were at uh, uh, San Diego. What is that? The wild God. The safari park? Yes. Thank you. And we were walking around the park and I hear this girl and she's, she's pushing a stroller and she's just yelling at this guy, just yelling. And he's not saying anything. And she's like, you better listen to me. And she smacks him like three times. And I just stare at him like, what are you going to do? But he did not hit her back. And so I saw a security guard and I said, I pulled him over and I was like, look, you need to watch them. I said, because she just hit him three times. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay. So he started following her. I don't know what happened after that, but I had never seen a woman so freaking pissed and she hit him hard that his hat flew off. And it scared me because I was like, damn. Experiments on social media where they test that exactly what you just said. It's a a woman getting you know the boyfriend yelling at her pinning her against a wall and calling her all sorts of names or telling her you're gonna listen to me and people jump up real quick real quick it's like hey guy like calm down step back and they they get they interfere right but when it's the other way around people laugh because it's the woman smacking the guy it's like oh he's being a little bitch or oh you know he can't even handle his woman yeah you know so it's we have to make that just not okay like you don't put hands on people and you don't put people down and you don't like manipulate it's just crazy to me the amount of manipulation that's out there it is an abuse it really is and not just women but women and and men some people just don't get it don't understand it or they try to uh, brush it off and deal with it but sometimes you have to stand up for yourself and be like no fuck this i'm not taking this shit no more yeah you know 100%. And, you know, you also have to be aware of your own patterns. Because you could be abusive to yourself by jumping out of one abusive relationship into the next one, because the next one's just showing you that, what do you call it, the infomercial of themselves? Mm (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, they're representative. Exactly, they're representative. You think, you know, oh, this is my Prince Charming, or this is my, you know, the woman of my dreams, because she's not doing x y and z and she's telling me everything i want to hear or he's telling me everything you know i want to hear and in comparison in our eyes you know in comparison to the previous relationship they may they may be a step up from the last one right you know, but it's still a bad choice and a bad relationship and i think that people really need to focus on when you do get out like really get to know yourself outside of that relationship I had a friend, Gabriela. She was in a great relationship. Mm-hmm. She, this guy did everything for her. Like he, she was in love. 
He was in love. Then he proposed. And she said that after he proposed the following day, she was like, I didn't know who this guy was. He started being possessive. So he basically won her over. And she said, it took me a year and a half. Well, it took her a year and a half to finally break away. She said, I, it was hard because she was so in love with him. And she was like, it was like night and day. He proposed to me. And the next day he was like, this is how you're going to be. This is what you're going to do from now on. Da, 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 da. And she was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah, this it's the a- possession. Yes. Yeah. And it was also a cultural thing because, you know, she's, she's Mexican and he's from a different uh, country. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the way in his culture, that's the way they treat women. And so we would have conversations and I was like, look, if this is how it's going to be in this relationship and you're just engaged, imagine what it's going to be like when you get married. You really need to sit down and think about it. And they had already been, they they got engaged a year and a half into their relationship and that she stood with him another year and a half. So three mm-hmm. years total, but she finally broke it off. Now she is happily married to another <laughs> guy and she has two beautiful kids. And she was like, this woke her up because she said that after they broke up, she said it took her two years to actually really kind of like fall in love and trust someone mm-hmm. because she was like, oh, wait a minute. What if this new guy is like this? And then you know, a year, a year and a half in, he turns into a monster again. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy for her. But uh, but yeah, you have to see the patterns. Yeah. And yeah, the I think that we're our biggest obstacle for ourselves because there's always an excuse to stay. There's always an excuse to forgive, you know, especially when there's kids involved. You know, you try your darnest to, to make it work. But man, there's just things that are unforgivable, you know, and things that even though you say, okay, I forgive you. No, it's still abusive to yourself mm-hmm. to have to live with that. And you know how they always say, oh, women can never really let go of anything because they'll bring up the fact that you ate the last French fry 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't think that it's to be petty. I think that it's because it's something that really hurt. And although you forgave it and you tried to move on from it, whatever happened you triggered that scar again, you know, so I think that that's why it gets brought up. Like, I wouldn't bring up something out of the blue. But I've had the experience where it's like, Oh, here we go again. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, No, here we go again, because you just did something that's basically in correlation with the last thing you did. Yeah, that caused the last drift, you know. So there's a lot of communication. But there's also things that even though we say we can let them go, I don't think we truly let them go. No, I'm with you on that. I think that as women, we we need to see the patterns. And how should I say this? Don't be afraid to lose someone. I think it's best to lose someone in a relationship than to lose your own life. Yes. And you know what? It's going to take some time to heal. Uh, You might need therapy. And trust me, and I will say this, and I I don't think I've said this before, but therapy has helped me a lot with my patterns, with uh, my partner's patterns, with myself. And another thing is, is learning about yourself as well. But I will say this again, it is better to lose a person than to lose your own life over domestic violence or this relationship that you are in that is absolutely toxic and you know it's toxic you just have that fear of what am i going to do if i walk away Mm -hmm. you can't you have to go it is for your own good yeah 
And I think that what you're talking about is is very true. Um, and I don't think you're just talking about your life, losing your life in the sense of, you know, your flat line, you're going to go six feet under, but you can be dead in life. Yes. You know, you're, you're killing your experience, you're killing the potential for you to enjoy the one life that you do have. You know, so it's better to be um, alone and maybe lonely for a little bit and struggle for a little bit than with someone and still be alone because you're not really getting what your soul needs out of that companion. That is very true. And I and I've said this before that the older we get, our needs are different. You know what I mean? Our needs are different from when we were in our 20s to our 30s to our 40s to maybe even going into our 50s, which is a long time from now. But um, <laughs> but no, it I, it is true. And and we get uh we get caught up in these cycles and these patterns and you know, you made a really good point. This is the only life that you get. You don't die and come back. That's only in the fucking movies. Mm -hmm. Let's just be real, okay? This is the only life that you have. This is the one time that you are on this earth. This is the one time you are on this planet. So you need to make the best decisions and the best thing for your life. And you need to be happy. And if you have kids, whether you have one child, two children, three children, you need to think about them. Because if if dad is safe or mom is safe and happy, then they are happy. (laughs) That's very, very true when it comes to the kids. You know, you're... You don't want to teach them the patterns that you got stuck in because of your parents. Like you don't, there's certain things you don't want to pass down. And I know it's a lot to, a lot of responsibility to put on oneself to not only fix, you know, go to therapy, um, like Nautica and I have talked about, we've both, you know, benefited a lot from it, um, to fix our relationships and, and the things that we picked up from, from our family growing up as being okay and trying to, you know, change those patterns but then you're gonna make mistakes as a parent and as a human being you know but they should be new mistakes don't try to make the same mistakes that others did and then you're probably still gonna make those mistakes but rectify those mistakes as soon as you make them you know and and try to do your best don't be complacent that's be aware like just talk to people talk to people don't hold it in if you think you're going crazy, have a sounding board, call a friend. It's like, am I crazy for thinking this? Because a lot of times when you confront the person on whatever issue or whatever feelings you have, you either get the you're being sensitive, mm-hmm. you're making shit up and you're crazy, right? But at the end of the day, once you're out, you're like, oh, I wasn't so fucking crazy. <laughs> I wasn't making shit up. You know, it was that intuition. So follow your gut, ask questions. And if you don't get clarification, then so be it. And you did say before we close, um, you did say call someone and we want to give out two phone numbers, um, Amy. Yeah. So, you know, we have the National Domestic Violence Hotline and the number is 1-800-799-SAFE or, you know, 799-7233. If you're in the LA area, we have the Genesee hotline, which is 1-800-479-7328. And we hope we we helped you today. Or if you know someone that needs some help, please give them those phone numbers because we want you to be back and we want you to live a good life. Yes. 